baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And we are back with Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Lauren Fix is here, the car coach. If you need to know anything about cars, uh, she is the woman. Uh, Lauren, last fall I was in the market for a new vehicle, and I looked around, looked around. Uh, I settled, I settled on uh, the the Lincoln Navigator. However, the the styling that caught my eye were earlier than that were pickup trucks, especially the Ram. And the Ford pickup truck. I thought that they had a lot to offer. I had no need of a pickup truck at all. But uh, tell us about what's out there in the market uh, that might be suitable for a review with a pickup truck. Oh, my goodness. I have driven all the pickup trucks. Um, I'm personally a fan of the Ford trucks. I have one. Uh, But Ram makes an amazing uh, pickup truck. GM makes a real top quality. Each of them have some little nuance that says, you know, we do this better. For Ford, it's aluminum bodies, which makes it lighter, so you can haul more using more of the energy to, to pull whatever it is. Uh, when you're looking at General Motors, you know they try to, to come up with different towing capacities themselves. They've got carbon fiber, which is very expensive bed. Um, it's an option. Uh, they also have on the GMCs the multi-gate uh, tailgate. So you- That's cool, yeah. That is cool. That was that was a big deal. I've never seen that before. Um Jeep has come up with their version of the tailgate that's a split tailgate or a regular tailgate. Uh, plus, uh, Ram also has some really huge screens in the center, almost like Tesla-sized screens in the center. Uh, so, again, it's what you're looking for, how much you want to spend. And, you know, you used to think, oh, I can get a truck, $20,000, $30,000, I'm going to do some sort of trade. You know, and now you're looking at trucks that can easily go into the $100,000 range. And yeah, that that big screen on the Ram. I've had Dodge trucks before, and I love them. Uh, Ram, Ram uh, builds a good truck. I also love the Ford truck, but I love that big screen. And now they're taking all the technological advances and putting them in pickup trucks. It adds to the sticker price, but you got everything that an SUV would, ex- and you even got the uh, second row of seats. So didn't the it- Ram win like car of the year because it's so well designed? The interior is amazing. I got the chance to check one out. A buddy of mine uh, bought one, and first of all, the hidden cargo room is incredible. You have compartments everywhere throughout that truck. It's really an amazing vehicle. And is the 150 Ford still the largest selling uh, nameplate? F Series is still the best selling nameplate amongst anything, cars or trucks, for the last, I think it's 42 years now. It's, it's, it's over 40 years. It's, it's- amazing. Just amazing. But doesn't Ford take it like, you know, if you watch uh, Ford's competitors, they take aim at uh, uh, Ford's bed, saying that it's not durable. It is actually. We we they've every time we're there, everyone's got a skip loader with a bunch of cinder blocks, and they dump them all in or rocks or whatever. And all three of them make great vehicles that will hold up over time, and you won't get hurt. Now, if you're saying I don't really need a truck that big, 
Don't overlook the tundra. I mean, if you want something that's more car-like, you've got the Ridgeline. I mean, so there's a lot of options. Nissan makes the Titan. They're not making the Titan XD, which is their diesel any longer. If you can find one on the lot, great, great value because it's not a, two, uh, a three-quarter ton. It's not a one ton. It's in that sweet spot in between. Really love that truck. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of options out there. Don't think that, oh, that's it. And I know that... Um, Hyundai is coming out with something that reminds me of the old Subaru Brat. I'm dealing. dealing. Oh, really? The one with the seats in the back? Seats in the back. The Subaru Brat had seats in the back, in the bed. They were cool. That's amazing. Uh, We did get another separate entry in the uh, Facebook here. Uh, They want to know about small pickups, Uh, you know, something like the Ranger and things like that. What do you got there? Oh, well, I like the Ranger. Um, the number one selling vehicle in that compact uh, truck market is the Tacoma. Uh, great resale value, which means if you're leasing, the rates are less. Uh, the Ranger has a 2.3-liter one-engine only. Um, again, if you're looking at small pickups, that brings you into that Jeep Gladiator also. It is a rougher ride. It is a louder ride, but it depends what you're doing. Uh, yeah, that's a lifestyle thing, too. Anybody in that Wrangler-type vehicle? including the Gladiator. That's cool. It's super cool. It is. It is. But, again, it's a lifestyle piece, and that's why I think Ford says, wait a minute, they don't have any real competition. Let's go into that area. And, and with that, you know, there's Nissan also has uh, a pickup truck that's compact. Of course, Chevrolet has the Colorado, and they make a ZR2 if you're into the lifestyle portion of the off-road. So, I mean, there's a lot of product. Um, I'm expecting more coming down the line because everybody's transitioning to SUVs or crossovers and pickup trucks. That's where the money is. That's where people want it. And consumers like it because you get the ability to store a lot more and transport more and still have all the goodies that you used to not be able to get in a truck. Yeah, and all of your relatives who are moving and want to know if they can borrow your truck and you. So (laughs) something to think about. Let's go to uh, line five. That would be Lori in Tonawanda. Lori, you're on with Lauren Fix. Yeah, my name is Al. How you doing? Oh, Al. I don't know how I got Al there. Okay, let's go to um, Al then. Uh, uh, what do you have for Lauren Fix? Uh, I would like to talk to Lauren about a couple of cars here, if I can. Sure, go ahead. Okay, the 2015, I have a 2015 Ford Escape, and I'm looking at GMC Acadias, 17 and 18s. I'm looking at the Jeep, 17 and 18 Cherokee. Now, somebody told me that the black... The GMC in black, white, or gray, any color, that that's a good vehicle to get because they're, they don't break down a lot. But they said stay away from the Jeep. I want to get her idea about that. Uh, well, you're talking about older vehicles. Every vehicle is slightly different. It depends who owned it and who maintained it, no matter what used vehicle you're getting. I always suggest taking it to an ASE-certified technician, have them put it on a lift, take off the wheels, see what its true value is. That's really, really, you know, underneath. You, you might find a flood damage or whatever. But if you're just saying both vehicles are excellent, What's the difference? I'm going to go with the GMC. You get a lot more for your money. That's what he told me. Yep. Good advice. Well, you're getting great advice there. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Let's take a break, and then we'll return with the car coach, 803-0930, 1-800-616-9236-STAR-930. You can also go to Facebook, uh, and we'd like to hear from you. Back after this. The car coach, Lauren Fix, is, is online. Let's go to line two. Bob in Orchard Park. Bob, you're on with Lauren Fix. Hey, Lauren, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I got a question for you. I've got a 1983 
944 Porsche I bought in 84. Love it. It was my baby car. It cost 30 grand back then. I still call her Betsy. I got it stored. I want to get it restored, but, you know, as you probably know, when they made them, they weren't supposed to reproduce them, but they did, so it isn't worth a lot of money. Who would you recommend? Uh, I guess you mentioned somebody that could work on it because I really love it. Who would you recommend that I could work on my car and uh, so I get it, I get it re, you know, refixed up? And, Sandy, I got a question for you. Sure. Next time we, next time we talk to Robbie Raw, ask her who was the guy that hired her for her first job 35 years ago. <laughs> oh, Talenton. Okay, I will. I will ask her. Uh, meanwhile, Lauren, what do you got? Okay, mechanically, uh, Black Forest Motorsports on Genesee Street uh, definitely can work on your vehicle. Uh, Restoration-wise, I would. I don't know anyone locally that uh, that could do it. I would recommend looking at PCA, which is the Porsche Club of America. You should get on their forums, talk to other people. Uh, those cars are still desirable. Uh, I know that it's your it's your baby because I have cars like that as well. But the key is to maintain them and don't start it. Make sure you have you mask the flaps at it because once those fluids get real thick when they've been sitting for a long time. Yeah. Well, okay. Thanks. Um, oh, you got some more? Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. It wouldn't start. That was my problem. I love it. But is it worth any money? I mean, I think it's worth like five grand. I mean, you say it might be. Is it worth anything? Well, the best way to find out, anytime you've got an old car sitting in the garage, you go, I have no idea what this thing is worth. And, and you don't want to give it away, and you don't want to obviously try to sell it for more, and then no one's interested. Uh, you can go to uh, Haggerty, H-A-G-E-R-T-Y. They're an insurance company, but they also have a valuation sheet there, and you can type in the year, make, and model, the options that are on it, the color, the mileage, the condition, and you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, you may have an old Mustang in the garage. Everyone thinks they're worth a million bucks. They're not. Um, you know, especially if they're, they're rotted. So the worst thing that can happen to any of these old cars is they're poorly maintained and they have rust. And then there's always someone that'll, who wants it. You know, I mean, there are cars that aren't worth a lot, but sometimes it's best to let it go to somebody else. Did you say it was a 944 Porsche? Yeah, 944 Porsche. Well, you know who owned uh, Let's see. John Summers had a 944, and I think Tony Caligiri had a 944. I had a 914. Oh, you had a 914. Yeah, with the Volkswagen uh. engine. Okay. So, okay, I didn't hear it quite. Value, yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Carl in Cheektowaga. That would be on line three. Carl, you're on WBEN. Uh, good morning. Um, I've been catching the show uh, pretty much in and out of uh, doing service calls. And my question is recommendation or opinion. Um, as a contractor, I'm having a hard time trying to locate a decent cargo van such as either the Transit Connect E350 or 250 or the Ram or even the, the Chevrolet's uh, City, whatever. What is your opinion or recommendation on a cargo van for contractors um, in those areas of an E250, E350 for durability, performance, uh, and everything? And I'll, I'll have, Good question. I'll listen to you. Okay, good question. What do you got, Lauren? Yeah, it is a good question. There's a lot of vehicles out there. I really, personally, if I had to pick one, there's a couple. Uh, I do like the Mercedes Sprinter van. Don't forget that the West Her dealer in Rochester is a Mercedes dealership, and they'll find a vehicle for you. Uh, I know we have one Mercedes dealership here in Buffalo, but the, West, the Rochester one is owned by West Her Group, and they will help you get what you need. Uh, Ford has a transit connect also, but whatever vehicle, if you're using it as a work truck, maybe you have a generator on board, you're going to prefer diesel because that means the car is going to be idling a lot. You're going to want longer distances between fill-ups. 
and if you're hauling a heavy load. Uh, personally, I would say go for the diesel option. Um, I know a lot of manufacturers are doing that. So if you go too small, you know, it's a small, you know, FCA product, you'll probably be disappointed. You want to have something that's at least good size. And, and, the, and the Sprinter van is very popular. It's really interesting. The vehicle actually is made in Germany. It's disassembled there and then shipped overseas to South Carolina and then reassembled the exact same way because there's something called a chicken tax, believe it or not. And it's from way back in the 40s that they didn't want chickens brought in from other countries, and somehow cars got involved in that too, trucks got involved. So that's a, a really neat vehicle. All right. Well, thank you for calling. You know, it's amazing if, if you look through the books and stuff. Mercedes makes uh, some different kind of vehicles. Most of us think of Mercedes either as a, a, a small sports car or a, lar a large luxury sedan, but they make a lot of different things, and a lot of them they don't bring to America. They just uh, sell them in Europe. I know. The real cool vehicles, like BMW makes an X6, which is the SUV that's pretty muscular, but they make it with a diesel engine that has crazy 600 horsepower and like 800 pound-feet of torque. And I'm like, yes, that would be in my garage in a minute if I could get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, the, as we said at the beginning of the show, uh, the big sell on electric, everybody's uh, got an electric model, they're coming through it, uh, is when you step on that gas pedal. Because nothing matches it up. Uh, and are you guessing that if you've talked to uh, people that sell those, that that is the big selling point on electric? Is that uh, it instant? Is, you know, I've got a diesel uh, SUV. And I have get up and go when I want. I have unbelievable fuel economy. I can go from my apart my home to my apartment in New York City on one tank of gas, one tank of fuel because it's diesel. Uh, I can go the whole time. The only time you stop is to go to the bathroom. Seven hundred miles on a tank. Wow. That's why I love diesel. I've been a big fan of it, and it's funny because Volkswagen messed it up. I expect 10 years from now, someone will be going, I got this great idea. It's called diesel. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. It's not really related to automobiles, but uh, I know you have an apartment in New York. Any problems with those looters and rioters down there? Uh, I was told by the super in my building not to come back. I haven't been there since February, so it's costing me money, and I can't even go there. So it's, yeah, it's, cost, it's not, costing people business, too. Side. I'm on the Upper West Side, but the Upper West Side and East Side, he says, is dangerous during the day now like it was in the 80s. So I wow. will wait until he calls me otherwise. But, yeah, it's good. Be careful if you're going to the city. It's certainly not the time to do it if you're going to go for shopping. I would say you're probably better off going to Toronto. Uh, All right. Thanks for that advice. Let's go to um, – Mark on line four in Tonawanda. Mark, you're on WBEN with Lauren Fix. Oh, good morning, Sandy. Hello there. Hey, I want to first thank you for being on all these years. You've been excellent. I've listened to you just about every day, you know, since you've been on. And um, I just want to especially thank you for today having Lauren on and not yet another Mario and uh, COVID. Oh, yeah. This is such a relief. It's such a pleasure, isn't it? You have a question for Lauren. And thank you for the uh, the kind words. Yes, yes. Um, yes, Lauren, I have a, it's kind of a, a tiered question. I currently have like, a, I have an expedition with over 220,000 miles on it. It's been a great vehicle. Um, looking at some of these new ones, you know, they're going to spend over sixty, seventy thousand dollars 
and I was kind of sticker shocked. You know, some of the concerns I have about Ford in general are the paint bubbling due to the aluminum. I had that like just a few years after I owned the vehicle, and Ford doesn't acknowledge it. And then with the new six-cylinder engines with these turbos, Mm-hmm. Being a do-it-yourselfer, uh, I read that they're going to make you get a computer. Like you, I'm a do-it-yourselfer. You can't even change your own brake pads now. Yeah, they connect everything, and it's not just Ford. So you know, don't be so hard on Ford. I think every manufacturer, um, what that is called, what you're talking about, we'll start off backwards, I guess. I'm um, working on your own vehicles. So there's something called the Right to Repair Act. It is passed in Massachusetts. Um, they make it extremely difficult for people to work on the car, and they have for years. I don't care what you have, pop the hood, and you see this big piece of plastic underneath the hood. There's no longer a dipstick. You have to have the car running. You can't chuck anything. And they do that because there is so much computer technology in these vehicles, including the brakes. So the part of the analog brake system that we've all enjoyed having since the 80s is now also part of the computer because in some cases they have – uh, they'll call it something different, but basically it's traction control. It's the ability to keep all four wheels going so you don't make a mistake, a, an error in your driving. It keeps the vehicle on the road. They can cause, uh, the computers can make it break in like one corner of the car. So that is all connected. So that's one of the things I think people don't realize. Um, that I mean, you don't have to take it to the dealer. You can always find someone who knows what they're doing. Or you could purchase um, a computer of some type uh, that you could use. Onboard diagnostics, you can buy those scan tools anywhere for like $30. Um, as far as the EcoBoost engine, what you're talking about is a six-cylinder with turbocharged. Every single manufacturer offers this. Uh, they call it their hybrid version, which is really it's a combination of turbocharger or supercharger and a, and a motor. Uh, gets better fuel economy. It has a good towing capacity. Make sure you check that if you're towing anything. Um, I will tell you, we had an excursion, which is bigger than the expedition, that had a lot of miles on it. And I thought, I'm never going to be able to get rid of this thing because I can't get a replacement. Um, sometimes it's best to keep the vehicle. There's all kinds of people that can refurb the vehicle, put new engines in it, and if the body's in good shape, last yeah. longer. I, uh, okay, we got a break. I had an excursion. Very, I loved it. I, the, you're right. They don't make it anymore. Expedition is probably the closest in size. Uh, we'll be back with more with the car coach, Lauren Fix, on News Radio 930 WBN. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And we are back with the Beach and Company along with Lauren Fix. She is the car coach. Again, tell us how to uh, get set up with you online, Lauren. Well, I have a newsletter that goes out monthly, gives you some extra information you won't get anywhere else. That's at carcoachreports.com. You can sign up for that. I've got all of my content on one location there. If you like social media, you can find me at Lauren Fix or on YouTube, uh, Car Coach Reports. Uh, you are the first yeah. person. Uh, you are the first person on our show to say the word tweet. Remember when you told us that you were hooked up with tweet and whatever? Nobody even knew what tweet was. You are ahead of the curve. Are you still on tweet? 
Oh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on uh, every form. I'm even on TikTok. I usually just post car cool stuff. Oh, TikTok. Okay. I do. Yeah, they might they might delete it, but uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I understand. But right now, if you're not where people are, where eyes are, where ears are, you don't get the eyes. But oh, I, that's true. I have to thank you so very much for all the years of allowing me to be a guest on your show. It has been a true pleasure, and you've become a friend, and we've spent a lot of time together, and I really am going to miss you because I do listen to you every day. Even when I'm on the road, I listen to radio.com. I go, what's going on? I listen to Sandy Beach. Well, I was going to say that to you. I was going to save it to the end, but uh, that's one of the joys of having done this show for 23 years is that we develop friendships like I have for you and your husband. Uh, it's been it's been wonderful. Now, David Bellavia will be taking over this time slot. He has different vehicles in mind, like tanks and half tracks. Cool. So <laughs> if I were you, I'd bone up on that at your local armory. And uh, who knows, you might uh, have a, a really good friend on this side of the mic. David's a good guy. Uh, thank you, Lauren, for everything on and off the air. You've been... Very helpful for me, uh, buying several vehicles where you told me this is the one to get, and I went out and got it. So it's worked out very well. Thank you. Uh, 31 years you've been married. That's incredible. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. I'm I'm jumping in while I'm still young. Okay. Let's go to line one. It's Randy from Lancaster. Randy, you're on the air with Lauren Fix. Oh, thank you both for taking my call. I have just a general, you know, what do you think type of question here. I've been going back and forth to the southern tier, do about fifty to 70,000 miles a year. Uh, back and wow. Back tier, yeah, it's a lot. And I beat up my car, and, and I'm trying to get something good on gas mileage. I've been using RAV4s, you know, because I need the all-wheel, four-wheel, whatever, in the winter, but trying to keep the gas mileage down a little if I can. I've been using RAV4s, um, but lately they've been, you know, I've been going through a lot of struts and a lot of uh, fly, uh, you know, drive uh, shafts and stuff like that. So just wondering what you would recommend for something in that price range that I, or, or is that pretty much all I'm going to get for that price range? Uh, no, actually, I think, uh, let me see. I've, I actually just reviewed the 2020 Honda CRV hybrid. It's all wheel drive. Okay. First hybrid for Honda, but they really are good at what they do. Um, the new Bronco is going to be cool, but it's going to be too high a demand and the price is going to be high. So I would be aware, weary of that. Um, as far as other vehicles, you gotta you gotta want something that's gonna get you there and not have a problem. And there's a lot of great products out there. I'm just trying to think of what makes sense. Um, as far as maintenance and, and low cost of ownership, it's either gonna be Toyota, Honda. If you're looking at something that's low to, uh, low cost to repair or add components, you're looking at a Ford Explorer, which is fabulous, by the way. And they do have a great. mild hybrid platform. You can get an Edge. You can get an Escape. Uh, How about uh, any of the Koreans uh, with 10-year, 100,000-mile warranties? That would fit right into his uh, high-mileage driving. Kia Sorento would be excellent, or if you want to go bigger or smaller, um, trying to think Hyundai, of course, is Santa Fe. So, I mean, I've driven them all, and you can check out the reviews on my page. Uh, I I would have to say that the key thing is the cost of insurance, because obviously you're putting a lot of miles on it, and you need a very good, safe vehicle, and something that gets the best fuel economy. And there are vehicles that get better fuel economy, but you got to watch that you don't go too far over because then it gets to be so expensive that, you know, the cost of repairs and such that it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, if you buy a Jeep, you're going to have higher maintenance costs. 
they're just not designed for that type of regular. I know they're, they're great vehicles, so I have nothing bad to say about them, really. But just look at some of the vehicles that are out there before you make your decision. But I would recommend, like you said, all-wheel drive, because if you're going to the southern tier, you don't know what the weather's going to bring. Glad you mentioned the Santa Fe, too, because that would include the, the big warranty. That'd be a, a really nice uh, combination. Uh, good luck. Good luck, Randy. Uh, let's go to Patty on line five. Uh, Patty's from Tonawanda. You're on with Lauren Fix, Patty. Oops, Patty's gone. I wonder where she went. I can't figure it out. Okay, Buzzy. Buzzy, we haven't heard from you. You've been piling up Facebook uh, uh, questions. You got anything for us? All right, Sandy. Let's go with the first one that came in. It is from Donna. And Donna says, what car is the new family car? Oh, a car at all. Uh, she's looking for a family car. Family of five. Sorry, it would have to be an SUV. Family of five. She wants a car, though. It would be tight. Uh, well, then you're going to be looking at a bigger vehicle. I mean, depending on what you're looking for in price range, because that's kind of an open question. I get that all the time. What's the best vehicle? Well, give me a price range. Sure, if you've got unlimited cash, go buy a Bentley, you know, Rolls-Royce, <laughs> you know, a G-Wagon. Now, now back to reality, for most people, I mean, if you're looking at luxury and you want a really comfortable car and you just don't want to spend a lot of money but you want to own it in seat five, I cannot say anything but fabulous reviews on the Genesis line. It is a Korean company. They build them like German cars. Actually, they stole the German designers. And the vehicles have that same 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty, which I think makes them a home run all the way. As far as value, you cannot go wrong. Um, if you, that's one of the big things. That, no one wants to be tight in a car, especially if you've got little ones in car seats, because then you're back to looking at big S3-row SUVs. And in that case, the last year's SUV of the year is the Kia Telluride or the Hyundai Palisade. Huge demand for those. But I'll tell you what, they came in the marketplace so low and loaded with so many goodies that people just fell in love with them. I mean, they, they're just fabulous vehicles. Hey, Lauren, one thing that we've all, Sandy and I have been mentioning for a while now and how we think the Ford Escape uh, pound for pound is one of the best values out there. Would you agree? Yep, it is. Uh, the new Escape is much better than the previous gen. It looks better. It's got more options. But if you're thinking to yourself, I really want something that's got more goodies on it, then you jump up to the edge. Okay. Yeah, we've had two uh, escapes and one edge, and we like them all. We like the whole Ford line. Ford has got a good line of vehicles, uh, but they stopped making cars, if I'm not mistaken. They they made a big deal about announcing it. Uh, so if you're looking for a car specifically. But you know, Lauren, if you're approaching a vehicle from the front and you're looking at the, you're looking at the front grille, it's awfully hard to tell the difference between an SUV and a car. They're very similar. There's just more clearance. Uh, that That's always uh, there and the four-wheel drive. But outside of that, it's basically, to my eye anyway, a, a car made into a four-wheel drive system. Well, many of the crossovers, they call them CUVs, yeah. actually are that. They are car chassis, so they're not even like a full-frame chassis. They're just the car underneath with a different body on top. Yeah, and that and that four wheel drive, it's not going to take you uh, on you know uh, some uh, 
remote island where you're going to go over volcanoes, but it will get you through the snow in your driveway and the snow on the road, and that's what you usually get them for. Okay, we'll take a break now on News Radio 930. This is WBEN. It is a beach and company. I'm Sandy Beach, and what do we have? We have Lauren Fix, the car coach. She knows all. She tells all. She answers your questions. Let's go to line two and Eric from Buffalo. Eric, you're on WBEN with uh, Lauren Fix. Hi, Sandy. Uh, first off, congratulations on your retirement. Um, Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, so, Lauren, I have a. Hopefully, this isn't too specific of a question. I have a new teen driver in the house, and uh, so we are looking for a, I guess, a used, uh, maybe five-year-old-ish type of car or SUV, something that's reliable, I guess, and might kind of carry him in through college. So, just looking for some suggestions. All right, a lot of people ask that question. What I've found recently, and it's something you may not like is what people are doing is they're buying a new vehicle and they're giving it to the kid because it has the best safety, and then they're keeping the older vehicle for themselves. If that doesn't work for your family and everybody is different, I always look for something that is not a huge full-size SUV, which every parent would like their kid to be safe. Look for something that is medium-sized or mid-sized that is reliable, which would be like a Honda product, a Toyota, a Ford, uh, whether you buy any other brand, Kia, Jeep, whatever is Mitsubishi, whatever you might look at it has to be something that a technician looks at i keep reiterating this because so many people think well you know i got the car from a whatever dealer and they're reliable you don't know sometimes they don't know they come from an auction so get them checked out and then always make sure the kids go to school with the car ready to go because my son left to go to school he had a mini cooper and i put new tires on it new brake pads we had it all ready to go and somebody he had an accident just running around, he went away to school. And, uh, of course, the insurance company called me and said, wow, you really took care of this car. It had fresh tires, fresh brakes. Somebody hit him. He was fine. The car got totaled. But the concept was I can replace cars all day long. I can't replace my kids. So get good tires, name brand tires. You know, don't skimp on, on safety for your kids. Also, another suggestion I might make, there's a lot of cars there that look pretty plain Jane, but they have monster engines in them. Make sure you don't get one of those by accident because a young driver, teen driver, they got a lot of horses under that hood. They're going to want to try it out and show it to their friends. Uh, If I were you, I'd look for something with a four (laughs) because otherwise you could get in trouble. Would you agree with that, Lauren? I do because kids do silly things because they think they're immortal. Uh, We've all been there. Um, but in order to keep them safe, you have some rules, you know, especially when they're around town and you can keep an eye on them, you know, don't use the phone. It has to be, you know, put into airplane mode, no more than someone in the front seat. You've got to follow the laws. The, the police have no problem taking away the kids license. The judges do that too. They have to teach them a lesson. So we made our kids sign a contract that if you had a ticket, you lost the car for two weeks. If you had an accident, you lose the vehicle. And, you know, we had to help them get vehicles because it's a little different era than it was when we were kids and I bought a car. Um, but, you know, you have to set a contract with them. And they, when they know you're serious, it's good. Also, I told my kids, and both of them knew it, I had a tracking device on them. And I had it on the car, and it wasn't because I wanted to be helicopter mom. It's because if something went wrong, I wanted to know where to find you. Wow. That's very complete. Okay, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to West Seneca. Uh, line three, that would be Jim. Jim, you're on the air with Lauren Fix, car coach. Yeah, hello. I'm looking at a used Ford Focus, but should I be still concerned about the transmission problems? Well, again, you want a me- mechanic to look at it. 
when you're looking at a, a used focus, it's going to be low, low cost to insure. Uh, parts will be readily available because it, it has a dealer network. So I think you'd be fine. Just again, make sure that a service technician looks at that vehicle because if it's already been updated and corrected, then you're going to be fine. Okay. I'm- okay. Uh, you got you got something else? Go ahead. Nope, he's gone. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned something earlier, which seemed like an aside, but there's no dipstick in certain vehicles. I remember the first vehicle I got, uh, it didn't say right away that there was no dipstick. You know how long I looked for a dipstick in that vehicle? For hours, couldn't find one. Then I find out after I go through the book, which I always do. Now they don't even hardly ever give you a book, but at that time I looked through it and found out there was no dipstick. That's very helpful because I never could understand the little markings on the dipstick anyway. This is a big step forward, Lauren. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's also frustrating because those lights turn on your dash when it's time, not distance. So remember, it's the mileage when you do your oil change intervals. Don't, don't go by, oh, well, it's been six months. I have a vehicle that's a 2013 that has 6,000 miles on it. I, just, I have other vehicles, so I haven't a chance to drive my own cars, which I prefer to drive. And, and I thought to myself, you know, of course, the light kicks on. It says, oh, you need an oil change. I'm like, it has 6,000 miles on it. It had its original first oil change, and that's it. So, you know, I, I know how to reset it. But the fact is, go by mileage. Don't let someone tell you it's by time. And- yeah, that's, that, yeah they, that's what they try and sell you. That it's by time because uh, if you don't put a lot of miles on it, they can still get you in there. I think th- the biggest uh, thing that makes my heart flutter is when I see that little tire up there and it says, uh, uh, you know, low pressure. And then you got to wonder, do I have a nail in my tire? And so what I usually do is get my gauge out and check all four. And if that's the only one that's low, then I know it's real. Uh, but that thing, I, I, when it gets cold in the morning... It oftentimes resets like that. And it drives me nuts. Right. It's for ten, every 10% that's off with the proper tire pressure is supposed to be in your vehicle, which is the number inside your driver's door, it will cause that check engine light or that tire light to turn on. So I always tell people, you know, first thing you do, like you said, check the tires once a month. When the tires are cold, gives you a chance to look at the tread. You don't have to be an expert, but if you see uneven wear, you see a nail on the tire, you know, something looks funny, Maybe you maybe you did something, you curbed the, the tire or the rim, you'll know to get it fixed. But, like again, like I said, if you break your arm and you go to the doctor and they say, here's the x-ray, you're not a doctor, but you can, they'll point it out to you. So you can kind of see it yourself. Uh, just, you know, be proactive. Do it once a month. I put it in my calendar on my phone. So the first of every month, we pull out tire pressure gauges and we get all the vehicles. Oh, it sounds like a fun weekend at, the, <laughs> at your home. Okay, we got about two minutes. What's on your horizon? What are you going to be testing that people will be able to see in the uh, fairly near future? Well, Wednesday I'm getting a brand-new Toyota Venza, which the dealers don't even have yet. Um, I'm going to head over to West Her, um Kia and test drive their K5 because I can't get one here quick enough. That is a replacement for the Optima. Uh, I'll be test driving the Lexus LC500 convertible. Uh, I know I've got some cool vehicles coming down the pike. As a matter of fact, I've just got the list of all the vehicles that are coming in. I've got the new RAV4 Prime coming in, the Honda Civic Type R, Hyundai Elantra GTM line. But I've been uh, helping a lot of people find cars. A lot of times people have been struggling in this, you know, what's going on with COVID. So I've been keeping busy doing that and doing a lot of business consulting. So 
And you mentioned Lexus. We hadn't talked about Lexus during the whole show. Uh, they've got a, a nice, nice wide variety of different vehicles, and they're, they're styling on, on uh, a couple of the newer ones really caught my eye. So uh, they're still uh, playing hardball. Yes, they are. Acura as well. I think Acura's doing a great job. Um, I, I think there's a lot of products that gets overlooked, like Cadillac. Um, you know, they've got the new Escalade. I love the Lincoln product, but again, I know we didn't talk about it. It's Alfa Romeo and Maserati. Love those Italian cars. Ugh. The uh, the Alfa, if I could fit in the Alfa, I'd be in an Alfa. I did have a Maserati, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, the workmanship was good. The leather on that thing was in, in, uh, incredible. Uh, and so as we go through these cars, you fall in love, and then it's time to fall in love again, even though you still like the car you have. Um, the real car fans are out there still looking at something else. Are you like that too? Yeah, I am. I, I, you know, every time I see the Stelvio Quadrifoglio with 700 horsepower and a compact, <laughs> man, I need that. But I have a Porsche Cayenne, so and I've had it. It's an older one, and I've kept it because I just love it. You know, and it's certain vehicles I don't want to get rid of. You know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of great product out there. I, 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 I bought a Cayenne with your recommendation. I said, how is it in the winter? She said, uh, and you said, uh, put snow tires on it, and you could drive up the side of a building with it, and you were absolutely right. Okay, my friend, uh, I, I'm going to miss you, but remember, I know where you live, and I could peek in the window and see what you got in your garage at any time. Remember that. Be a stranger. Okay, babe, take care. Lauren Fix, the car coach. Doing this show is well worth it. I met a lot of good people and a lot of people I'm going to miss. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 on News Radio 930 WBEN. The Sandy Beach WBEN studio rings out in support of those who rang the Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center victory bell today in celebration of a victory, large or small. Elvis has left the building. We never had to leave the beach. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. What the hell do you know, you ignorant bastard? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.